Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. What is something that makes you anxious? What is something that makes you unsure about your thinking or your own future? Just asking you to think about that can sometimes create a sinking feeling in your stomach. I personally am not afraid to admit that on occasion I get a little rattled and can become anxious when I cannot see an outcome or predict what is going to happen. As a matter of fact, I know I'm not alone when I get that sinking feeling or that weird feeling down the back of my neck that makes me feel like someone's giving me the grip. Life in the 21st century is unique because we have so much information and so many things to compare ourselves to that it is with great frequency that we find ourselves wondering if we're going to be okay. Now, compound that with what seems like constant chaos in a post-pandemic world, as well as an inability to see what is coming next, oh, you find yourself with the perfect conditions to take handfuls of Prilosec. <laughs> On this episode, I want to talk to you about the need for us as leaders to create the conditions of security and safety by increasing predictability for those we serve. Not simply in our relationships, but in work in the day-to-day, and the need for us, especially in education, to focus on using the time off this summer to support others' ability to prepare mentally and emotionally for what's coming next fall. You see, I had an experience the other day to coach someone to empathy, and it turned into a real opportunity for improvement, as well as a strong chance for reflection for both me and the person I was coaching, especially the person I was coaching. Some background here on the basics before I begin. Remember that as leaders, we have an obligation to charge into the storms that we are facing, like the buffalo, in order to get through them faster and to maintain optimism, perseverance, and tenacity while running through difficult situations and different and difficult environments. We are also obligated to remember that we need to both be empathetic and reflective in our lives and leadership. After all, We're all leaders because we all have influence over other people. Further, we need to be intentional about creating practices and processes to support others' ability to be the best versions of themselves and not, I repeat, not try to protect people from the realities that they will be facing. Anxiety. It is created from experiences that regularly surprise people and do not fit with the anticipated narrative. And that is what sparked this episode. Someone who called me who was a, just trying to figure out if they were doing the right thing. Well, they were in for a hard reality when they decided they wanted to share with others a difficult decision that was coming up and maybe decide that they were going to keep that information to themselves for as long as possible and keep that from another person so that they wouldn't worry. They thought it would make them more comfortable, meaning the person who was on the receiving end would be more comfortable when they were stuck with the new reality. Hit the brakes. That is incorrect. Keeping information or ideas from others until you are comfortable with the info doesn't help anyone. But maybe you feel better just momentarily if I don't tell them. But as a matter of fact, the longer you hold on to information, the more likely you are to lose the trust and the loyalty of others. Now, before I tell you the story, I want to share with you some facts about us. Yeah, you and me and everybody around us. And I want to start with you reflecting upon anxiety. Now, don't get nervous. 
Just the word sometimes can make people nervous. When I work with teams, I will rhetorically ask, do any of you ever deal with anxiety? And everybody rarely sheepishly raises their hand or they kind of alligator arm their way to making uh, it known that maybe they deal with it. And the people who look at me like, anxiety, that's a weakness that others need to get over. (laughs) They make me laugh because I know they're actually anxious and worrying sitting there that I'm going to call them out. Well, then, what is anxiety and what causes it? Well, let's first talk about the symptoms of anxiety. According to medical journals, anxiety looks like this. It's tenseness, it's nervousness, it's an inability to relax, it's a restlessness, a sense of dread, a fear, a fear of the worst, feeling like the world is speeding up or slowing down, feeling like other people can see that you're actually anxious and are looking at you. That sounds like Tuesday, right? Well, what does anxiety physically feel like? It feels like a churning feeling in your stomach, a a feeling of lightheadedness or dizziness. It feels like you're sitting on pins and needles or you have pins and needles on your skin. It feels restless or unable to ability to sit still. It creates headaches and backaches and shoulder aches and pains all over your body. It creates faster breathing and tightness in your chest, a fast thumping or irregular heartbeat, sweating or hot flushes. This is not something to joke about. You know why? Because 31.1% of Americans have been diagnosed with regular or frequent clinical anxiety. Yeah, they feel like and look like this all of the time. That means in your work environment, nearly one in three people, one in three people around you are working through anxiety, either through breathing interventions, medical chemical interventions, therapeutic interventions, or they're silently struggling. That is a call for empathy. One in three people, therapy, medical or physical interventions, struggling with breathing, struggling with just being there. Now think about this. Two years ago in 2021, the last time they surveyed, 37 million people in the United States took prescriptions for anti-depression to control their depression and their anxiety. This creates an opportunity for us because this creates potential issues of safety and security. Now, remember our old friend Maslow and his hierarchy of needs? Well, safety's right there at the base. It's number two on the list. The ability to feel physically and emotionally safe are critical to support in your environment. Now, here's the part that is a real thinker for you if you work in education. The majority of people who struggle with anxiety in the United States are teens and female. Not female teens, teens and women. Well, 73% of the teachers in the United States are female, and there are 26.9 million students in the grades 6 through 12. That's teenagers in the United States. That is a lot of people that are primed for anxiety and then add to it that they're all in the same place. Well, we have an obligation to do something to deter anxiety and to fuel success while creating security and most importantly, predictability. Have you ever wondered which jobs in the United States have the highest levels of depression and anxiety? Well, the tops are healthcare workers, teachers, construction workers, police and fire, and community service workers like social workers. Why? Well, they all deal with a significant amount of unpredictability, whether that's in their daily jobs, what they're facing, or the economy. The more unpredictable leadership is, the more likely that someone will begin to cycle create narratives, feel unsafe, and find themselves teetering on the brink of anxiety and potentially depression. 
Anxiety is often caused by our brain's remarkable ability to talk itself into a narrative that is often, and most likely, a worst-case scenario. The more ambiguity in the workplace or life, the more likely there will be a uniquely weird and negative narrative created by a person, a person that you should be leading with and for. What happened that got me thinking about this so much? Well, I was talking to a school leader of a large school district, and he was sharing with me how he was going to wait as long as possible to share some significantly bad news with his staff. He was talking about telling everyone on the last day, the last day that teachers reported, that there was going to be significant disruption at the beginning of their next school year, as well as the entire following school year. The school's enrollment was down a bunch, and they were not going to be able to hire as many teachers as they wanted to and replace retirees and resignating teachers. In other words, you're going to have more work, there's going to be more stress, and it's going to be painful. His thinking was that he didn't want to ruin the end of the school year, and they, they being the staff, would be better off not knowing until they were about to go home for the end of the school year. Then they'd have the summer to not worry as much. Plus, he stated that if he did it this way, well, most people would not be able to get too worked up and contact him. He said, it's the end of the year. It's a good time for bad news. Plus, he then went on to say, people go home and they have the summer to get over it. I wanted to crawl through the phone and tackle him. I waited for him to finish what he was saying because he was talking an awful lot, trying to convince me that this was a good idea. And when he finally finished, I couldn't respond. I just sat there. And twice he asked, are you still there? Did the call drop? And then just like that, when he was about to hang up and he thought Verizon had failed once again, yeah, I said it. I spoke up. I'm pretty certain I stunned him because I said to him, this might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe you as a leader would even think to do this. And I'm super glad we're actually talking about it. There is no empathy in his strategy. You're going to tell them the next year is going to be significantly different and that's how you're going to send them home? Do you know what is going to happen? They're going to lose their minds over the summer and you'll be responsible. They are going to have to start working themselves into a significant level of anxiety because they're not going to have a choice because their own social networks are going to take over and their narratives are going to be fueled and they're going to be very negative and people are going to quit because they don't feel safe or secure because they can't believe you would wait till the end of the year to tell them such big news. You need to do the exact opposite of what you're thinking and you need to tell them as fast as possible. You need to prepare them for the reality. You need to communicate the impact on them. You need to show them what will it look like. And you need to ask them what could go wrong if we do it this way. And you need to prepare contingencies for those problems based upon what you hear from them. You need to give them weeks to think about this and prepare for it or else they're going to go home and spin themselves into fits of anxiety and freak out. And you will be responsible. You don't do anyone a favor by not being upfront with them by not being respectful enough to trust them with the reality and allow them to process with you. My final words to him before I hung up were these. When you try to protect people from reality, you're only protecting yourself from the fear of how they will react. And the longer you wait, the worse the reaction. Think about that, and I'll call you in the morning. Why did I share this with you? Well, because it's the end of the school year, and no matter what your job is in the school, no matter what you do in a school, we owe it to the students and our colleagues and the parents to create as much predictability as possible for them as we end the year. 
so that they can launch into the beginning of the next year with a really good idea of what's going to happen. I want to flip the script here for a bit and get you thinking about how to proactively take all the cool things that will happen next year and increase predictability in your world and for those you serve as well as those you lead next to. The process for staff and students is to flip a day so that everyone sees, feels, and experiences what's coming. As the year closes out and we have change coming, it is critical to have everyone see the future. Students are in school should all get grade level advanced for the day. Yeah, like fourth graders going to fifth grade, seventh graders going to eighth grade, high schoolers moving up a day. Use the senior skip. When they're gone, shift the day. The key driver of anxiety in a school is a lack of security fueled by the unknown. The biggest unknown, unknown for students and staff is, what will next year be like? Especially in transitional times, going from elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, and high school into the future. Students and staff deserve to spend time together before the summer break. All that time off over the summer to create weird narratives? Well, they're all fueled by the unknown. And then, well, we work ourselves into a tizzy by the mysteriousness of the future. We get ourselves worked up and we worry. We create anxiety. What a waste of energy and emotion. Well, at least we could do something about it, right? Schools need to be intentional about preparing everyone for the future by making certain that everyone can see what is coming, build relationships early, and most importantly, take the time to live a little bit of reality that will be coming your own habits in the future months. So try it out. I've never known why we allow the teachers from last year to say things to the next year's teachers like, this is one of the most difficult classes I've ever had, or let other kids and siblings define the reputation of a teacher instead of letting the kids make, make an impression of their own by meeting the teacher before the end of the school year, the teachers they'll have next year. We have all been given an impression of a situation and worked ourselves up into a lather only to realize upon the journey that this is nowhere near as bad as everyone said it was. And the anxiety and energy spent worrying about it wrecked the opportunity for us to be present for others, enjoy the time away, and it sucked the energy out of us that we needed to be successful at the start because we were anxious and worried at the beginning because we couldn't predict what was going to happen. How simple at the end of the year to take a day and just flip the script you know why this happens? It happens because we buy into our own narratives and we grow our own anxiousness by failing to see the reality through experiences in a proactive manner. The other thing that needs to be done is to race to predictability by being as upfront and honest with people as quickly as possible. The idea that telling people early that a change is coming is bad for them? That's just crazy. People need time to process, absorb, fix their minds around what the changes are, and inquire to understand what the change means to them and for them. Holding off and hitting people with the change in a condensed period of time at the end of a year is a horrible way to treat people. And to start the school year like that is another way to just take the energy out of the year and create anxiety. Do it now. Create the opportunities. Get the questions answers, and send people home with a clear mind. At least, if they're going to worry, they're going to worry knowing what's going to happen. Instead, start to forecast what to expect. Do like I just shared. Demonstrate in person what will happen and allow people to see what is coming for themselves. In education, we too often blow it when it comes to opening in services at the start of the school year. And we try to convince ourselves that closing in service is a place no one wants to be, so we're just going to hurry through it and have a cake. Kind of true, but only because we ourselves sometimes act like we don't even want to be there. 
Instead, I want you to end your year this year, the way that movies begin in the movie theater, with previews. Oh, I love previews when I go to the movies. I've got to get there as early as possible to see them all. I can still remember sitting in the theater pre-COVID and seeing the trailer for Top Gun 2 or whatever it's called, Maverick. I couldn't stop thinking about it and was so excited that I even dreamt about it. Now, imagine ending the school year with your students by having their teachers for the upcoming year visiting them and previewing with the kids what it will be like next year, sharing with the students who they'll be by the end of the next school year, what activities they will do and what the units of studies are, the trips they'll take, and the way they'll be expected to act. Think about giving them things to think about, to read, to experience, to build them up before they come back. Give them an exciting preview of next year so they leave with enthusiasm instead of anxiety. And think about this for a minute. What if the end of the school year for staff was a preview of the year to come? with feedback loops and opportunities for staff to support the design of their trainings, materials, and schedules before they went home so that they could do the same thing that kids were going to do. Think about it, prepare themselves, and be ready instead of being dready. I I have no idea where that word just came from. I'm leaving it in. What if we ended the school year reflecting on what went well and what our desired state would be on the first day of school? That would be amazing. I have had a career at every level of education, from classroom teacher to aide in the classroom, all the way to superintendent. And when I reflect on one job I had that had the most surprises, it wasn't superintendent, it wasn't principal, it wasn't coach, it was teacher. So many people making decisions that impacted my work, so many meetings to share an expectation that I didn't even understand the reasoning behind, and so many missed opportunities to engage me. And almost every single time I walked in, I didn't know what was going to happen. And looking back to my career as a student, I believe that I and others would have significantly benefited from having previews of the world to come at the end of my school year. People worry by nature. They fill in the gaps with narratives that are most likely not even real or true, but they believe them. And when you are leading others, you need to do everything you can to support their basic needs, safety and security. That's those basic needs. And people feel very safe when they can predict what is going to happen. When they have the opportunity to provide input, and most importantly, they have actually experienced what's about to happen to them the following year. People worry by nature. I do. You do. And do you know why? Because of all of our life experiences. People have been let down, disappointed, and we've been energized and excited based upon some different experiences. People are good and trusting until they've been burned. And when they've been burned, well, that narrative turns up, as John Acuff says, and we find ourselves anxious because we have no insight into what's going on. Who's going to change that? You. I am my absolute most anxious, as well as the worst version of myself when I am in an environment that I can't predict. Which is why when we go on family vacations, I get up in the morning and I run the city or the region or the campground. I go everywhere I can before everyone else gets up so that I can see the landscape and predict what's going to happen so I know where we are going to be and I'm able to provide safety and security for my family so that there's no confusion or frustration about what's going to happen. You want to see me look like a lunatic? (laughs) That actually happened last summer. Put me in a parking garage in Quebec City, Canada, where the parking machines are speaking only French and the screen reads only French. And my credit card, for some reason, is being rejected. And the little guy's yelling at me and I don't know what's going on. Seriously, ask my kids about that one. 
They'll tell you all about how I was preparing to just drive through the gate. The most helpless feeling in the world is not knowing what's going on, and worse, not knowing what to do. Why would we do this to people when we know that the world is struggling with mental fitness? And we, as leaders, can actually make a difference. End this school year with the opportunity to preview next school year at every level. End the year with energy and enthusiasm. Give people the chance to see what's coming and allow them to ask as many questions as they need to in order to be successful next year. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe your opportunities to create predictability in your world. List where you would like more predictability. And describe a time when you became anxious as a result of a sudden shift. And what did you learn? That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please make sure to like and share this episode as we close out yet another school year. And, well, unless, of course, you're one of the Australian listeners, you've got quite a bit to go yet. Also, thank you to the Well Pennies for the great music, and please make sure to like and follow them on your music platform. As we close out this week, I really want you reflecting on what makes you anxious and nervous, and then work every day to ensure you don't create that for others. Working in schools is incredibly tough and equally rewarding, but the end of the school year is always a weird time. Kids are anxious to start their summers or are anxious because they won't have the safety and security that's provided in school. Staff is anxious for the exact same reasons. Don't race this year to get out the door. Instead, think about how to make the exit a powerful preview that reduces anxiety. Allow people to see what is coming so that they can reflect on the realities instead of narratives and provide everyone the chance to have input into their future. Some other episode, I'll share about the anxiety attack I had about a decade ago, but I remember it very well. What I remember is that I was thrown so off guard that I couldn't stop thinking about all of the horrible things that might happen. I turtled up and went into my shell, embarrassed and too proud to talk to others. And as a result, I found myself feeling like I was going to have a heart attack. I also found myself for the next year getting unnerved about lots of things that never bothered me before. And then I learned a great lesson. I talked about it. I shared my worries with those on the journey with me. I learned that there are a lot of people who feel the same way all of the time. And that if I could hear from others what was really going to happen, well, I knew what to do. It is in the fog of the unknown that too many of us suffer anxiety. Well, we're done with that. As leaders, be upfront. Involve people. Share the truths that you think you are protecting them from and provide everyone the opportunity to process difficult shifts, exciting opportunities, or even a new start well in advance so that they can positively and proactively go into their year. Why? Because we need it. We need to see the preview of the show we're about to live through. You are a leader. There's a storm coming. And now is when we take the time to build the mental fitness to match our mindset so that we can charge into the storms that we are all facing. Maybe it could amaze me If I were to step outside my door And when, cause it would surely happen Discovering all that land and sea And no one knows but me
inside my door. 